I'm Paul Weegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. Joining me in the studio today are two uh, representatives of a uh, currently existing exhibition and going on for several more weeks now, the Maurice Sendak 50 Years, 50 Works, 50 Reasons exhibition, a really exciting project going on in the, the Dover area. Our guests are the curator of the Biggs Museum of American Art, Ryan Grover, and the head of youth services from the Dover Public Library, Catherine Wimberly. Welcome, the two of you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us. Now, this uh, is a really exciting project, which is already in up and running and with a lot of programming around it at a number of different venues in Dover. A really exciting project, but I, I'm glad I'm able to get you both here in the studio today to talk about what has happened, what you've been seeing, you know, in terms of audience and participation and enthusiasm, and what is yet to come for people who haven't had an opportunity to to see the exhibition. Uh, Catherine, if uh, or Ryan, either one, uh, chime in. A little bit, uh, an overall picture of this project, how it got to Dover, and, and what you hope to accomplish from it. Well, I think I'm going to go ahead and take that one for you. So um, in 2013, this exhibit actually first launched. It was um, basically to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the publishing of Maurice Sendak's where the Wild Things Are, which is just an iconic children's book. It changed the genre of children's literature, really. And it's, you know, kids who had that read to them are now in turn reading it to their children all over the world. So it's it's a very influential book. And so as part of the 50th anniversary of this, um, an exhibit was launched, and it was meant to tour around the country. And the Dover Public Library applied to be one of the places that it stopped. And we were so thrilled uh, when we were accepted. And we knew that this was a huge project and a huge undertaking. And so we actually reached out to the Biggs Museum of American Art to see if they would be interested in partnering with us. And we were so fortunate and so lucky that they said <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so we have been working with them for a couple of years to bring this into Dover. And it has been a fantastic opportunity. And the exhibit um, is actually, Dover is the only place in Delaware that it's stopping. So it's quite a feather in our cap, we think. And um, it it just includes so many fabulous pieces of art, um, original works done by Sendak. Um, and it spans the whole of his life from illustrations that he did for a book report for Macbeth all the way through... Um, set design pieces that he did for operas and a ballet. Um, so there's really just a lot there, and it really introduces people to more than where the wild things are. Now, who put the exhibit together initially? And you, you mentioned you applied for it. Who, who's managing that the touring of this exhibition? So um, it is um, out of New York, um, and the artwork comes from many people's personal collections and a couple museum pieces. Um, so that's a, so it's really coming from many different places. It was a traveling exhibition that was mm -hmm. initially conceived of to be able to travel from state to state. And so when they approached the library, they said, they announced, 
well, no one in Delaware has done this yet, but some of your neighbors have. So when can we get you signed up? Um, I think that the ideal, and maybe they might need to build more than one crate to make this happen over a number <laughs> of years, but I think that the ideal is that it would hit all 50 states. It's actually put together by an independent exhibition corporation, and then they send it out to largely libraries, but other cultural institutions as mm-hmm. well. Interesting. Now, the the exhibition, uh, just by the nature of the children's book, is both visual arts and literary. Could, could I understand there there there's not just uh, vis, you know images to be looking at, but I understand there are like quotes from different individuals about his work. And, well, the whole right? co- the whole concept for the show is that it's um, celebrating fifty years with fifty works, mm-hmm. and the works range from where the wild things are, as well as a lot of the illustrations that he did for other literary works, mm-hmm. as well as the performing arts works okay. that he had um, helped to produce over his lifetime. Mm-hmm. But then it's also um, interspersed with the 50 quotes. And these quotes are the gamut of popular culture references from Obama to everyone in between. And uh, those 50 quotes are dispersed throughout the exhibition, so you're able to engage the works and see the impact that Maurice Sendak has had with uh, key people in our society today. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the past activities that have you know centered around this exhibition. What what are some of the things that you've been able to do, and and where have those things taken place? And I know uh, you just recently had a Comic Con uh, event, and which you sort of piggybacked onto this. So how how have you been able to use this exhibition? So I think that our goal really was to bring the literature to life. Uh, so that has been our focus. So one of the things that we did that we were so excited to do, we partnered with the Schwartz Center for the Arts in Dover and the Children's Theater uh, to uh, produce uh, the musical Really Rosie. They had a fabulous run as part of the grand opening for it. And Really Rosie was written by um, Maurice Sendak and the lyrics by Carol King. Um, and it's just a fabulous performance that was put on by children. And it was a huge hit. And we were actually able to also bring it to other locations in the state. So it traveled. And there was a location uh, they performed in Milton. And they also performed at the Brandywine 100 Library. So it was fabulous to have that. Uh, we had huge grand opening events where kids could come. And we, the library has an interactive element. And so does the Biggs Museum. Um, and so we've also done a lot of crafting um, projects to really encourage imagination and play. Um, so uh, ongoing programs um, through August, every Tuesday morning, we have a crafting program at the library where we encourage kids to come in and do crafts that are inspired by uh, Sendak's different books. And then on Thursday, we have a really fun program, which is one of my favorites, uh, the kids come to the library to have a story, one of Sendak's stories read to them. And then we take a field trip over to the Biggs Museum. And the Biggs Museum um, then has a tour that they give the children of the other half of the exhibit, but they also have a craft to really engage in imagination and play. Um, that one is actually one of my favorite ones that we've had that's ongoing. 
Now, Ryan, so the art is is the art at the Bigs, or is it in both locations? Um, I crafted the the overall exhibition of the fifty works into two sort of separate but complementary shows, each okay. one with their own sort of separate message. Mm-hmm. So, at the library, you find um, illustrations that Zendek had created that support a better understanding of the range of the books and publications he had been a part of during his lifetime, which coincidentally was over a hundred books over a forty fifty year or a uh, 50-year career. So it's a I mean, really, really impressive range of works that he was able to not only influence, but um, to to publish and to share with a, sort of this wide co- uh, community of people. Um, at the Biggs Museum, we touch on some of the publications, but we talk about their, imp- um, we talk about Sendak stretching out beyond his own work in publications to talk about performing arts. So, for instance, Where the Wild Things Are in the early 1980s was turned into an opera, and we have some of his original set designs for Mm -hmm. that opera that debuted in Europe and eventually came to Minneapolis and New York. Um, There was the Nutcracker Ballet for the um, Pacific Northwest Ballet that was also done in the 1980s, was performed for 30 years out of that ballet company every holiday. And it was all his original artistic work, which then in turn turned into a book. So it was really Mm -hmm. interesting, this play between the visual performing as well as the literary arts, all sort of harnessed around Sendak's really unique artistic direction. And so this, uh, the great thing about the quotes is that it responds not necessarily just to the writing, but to all the art forms that he was, uh, that he was so proficient in. Yeah. I, I, I think a lot of people who are very familiar with his, his books have, don't have that sense of the multidisciplinary nature. Well, you know, the interesting work. thing is that I think that the kids that are being introduced to his work in this generation now probably have a better grasp of that mm-hmm. than perhaps earlier ones did because of the Spike Jones film that came out in 2015, which was the, you know, computer generated animated, um, blockbuster of a film. Um, I believe that we're having an airing of that at the library at some point. And then there's also sort of animation, which is more my generation, the sort of stop action animation that had created, um, I think, probably six different books. And we're having um, those continuously played at the Biggs Museum right now. Um, and so you get sort of where the wild things are from a lot of different artistic perspectives. Okay. So so what uh, you touched on this. What would what would the visitors see at the Dover Public Library, and what would they see at the Bigs? Well, the Dover Public Library has the biggest cool boat I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> so we really made an effort at the Dover Public Library to really bring the books to life and to really make it an immersive experience. So when you walk into the Dover Public Library, you will see monsters in the window. You come into the lobby, and there is Max's bed, and Max is jumping on his bed, and actually that has been pretty fabulous. I love walking through the library on the first floor and hearing a kid shout, Max's bed is right there. (laughs) Um, And then as you go in, uh, as Ryan said, we have Max's boat. Kids can go in and get their pictures taken and sail away. There is a dragon nearby. And then uh, we also have um, a fabulous artist who uh, created the from In the Night Kitchen. She created visual images to go along with that. And so you have parts of the story, but then you have the skyline that's there as well, and the bakers are around, and we have Mickey's plane from that story. So, you know, in addition to the fabulous pieces of art that we have on the wall, we have these other interactive elements that we have to really engage, um, especially the younger children, in the books. Well, I I want to... uh 
start looking at some of the upcoming events. Uh, but first, let me remind our listeners that you are tuned into Delaware State of the Arts here on News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Our guests in the studio today are Ryan Grover, the curator at the Biggs Museum of American Art in Dover, and Catherine Wimberly, the head of youth services at the Dover Public Library. We're talking about Maurice Sendak, 50 Years, 50 Works, 50 Reasons, a great retrospective exhibition of Maurice Sendak's work. Uh, uh, We're all familiar with his Where the Wild Things Are, but this is a much broader exhibition than that, showing uh, the incredible uh, multidisciplinary nature of Maurice Sendak's work. Um, Let's uh, let's take a look at some of the upcoming events uh, that people can avail themselves of. Sure. So we have a lot of fun programs that we um, have sort of designed to go along with uh, the exhibit. So the next one that's coming up is actually a breakfast with the monsters is what we're calling it. And it's on August 20th at 10 a.m. And then there's another breakfast at 1130. So children can come to the Gray Fox Grill in Dover and they have a simple breakfast. And we're moving some of the interactive elements that we discussed over to the Gray Fox Grill. So they'll get the breakfast, they'll get a story read to them, and then there's a craft that they can do. Um, So it should be really fun. Um, The next program after that is actually called Where the Wild Things Roam, and it's going to be at the Biggs Museum of American Art, um, and it's going to be August 24th at 6.30. And actually, it's going to be very special. We have uh, Professor Susan Reddington-Bobby coming in, and she is going to be um, examining Sendak's work with an eye toward the macabre aspects of the illustrations and the stories. Um, Sendak was profoundly influenced by several tragedies in his life, and it really shows through his works, you know, in his children's literature. So I think that the Professor Bobby, Reddington Bobby, is going to have a very unique perspective that she's going to be bringing in. Um, And then on August 27th, um, which is a Saturday at 2 p.m., the Dover Public Library is going to be having a program that we call Create Your Own Music. Uh, music was another important element of Sendak's work. You know, whenever he was creating some sort of art, uh, he listened to music. And so we are bringing that to the library as well. We are going to encourage kids to make music out of recycled, uh, excuse me, make instruments out of recycled material. And then they'll get to engage and play music with uh, local musician uh, Jim Rizak. And then in September, <laughs> I could just keep going on, but the, <laughs> the next big one in September is we are going to have an outdoor screaming, a screening of the Spike Jones film, Where the Wild Things Are, over Labor Day weekend. And then capping it all off, um, we are going to have a, um author come in. Uh, his name is Leonard S. Marcus. He's a renowned historian and uh, children's literature critic, and he is going to be doing... Um, a discussion. It's going to be, there's a reception for him at the Biggs Museum of American Art, and then it will be followed by a lecture at the Dover Public Library. And that's going to be on September 8th at 6 o'clock. So an incredible array of, of activities that, that really uh, cater to the kids. I mean, they're, they're really interesting for the kids. Some more uh, academic uh, for, for those that are interested in learning more about Maury Sendak. Uh, just an incredible array. And, and also, uh, I think it's intriguing how you've tied in some of the local businesses. Could, could you sort of speak to that and how you coordinated all of that? 
Um, some of them, some of the partnerships that we were able to put together involved um, the sort of natural evolution into the performing arts. So with the Schwartz Center, of mm-hmm. course, in downtown Dover. Um, and then there were also uh, area retailers that were able to put together programming and sort of uh, retail capabilities that neither the Biggs Museum nor uh, Dover Public Library were able to support. So there were all, you know, a lot of the books and T-shirts and things of that nature were available, I think, at Forney's too. Yeah, actually, I wanted to make sure to uh, give a special shout out to Forney's too because we have an ongoing passive program, uh, which is a scavenger hunt. You can pick up a little brochure with uh, close-up images of um, artwork that's both at the Biggs Museum of Art and um, the Dover Public Library. And Forney's is going to be sponsoring a prize uh, for the scavenger hunt at the very end. We'll we'll do a raffle drawing from those submitted entries. And uh, so, yeah, it's actually been really fantastic. You know, I think that we all feel that it's very important to involve uh, the community and local businesses. And we've been so fortunate to really just have very passionate members of the community um, who, at the second you say, we want to do something for Marie Sendak, they're on board and they've really just bought, brought their creative imaginations and just enthusiasm uh, and to it's, the program. And it's been really fun to sort of see the ways that people involve, um, get involved to create uh, levels of programming that are not only important to kids and to families, but also to adults mm-hmm. um, from a variety of different vantage mm-hmm. points. So right. it's really great exactly. to see such a wide range of the community being served through this one exhibition. Okay. Before my next question, do one of you want to share uh, where people can get more information about this program? Sure. So you can go to our website, doversendac.com, to get information about the exhibit and to get information about upcoming events or to register for any of the upcoming events we mentioned. And just one more time, it's doversendac.com. And um, reservations are um, really really recommended for most of the programs. Yes. They fill up very quickly. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah, and absolutely. That's good for you. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, great. that's great to hear. Uh, what I wanted, we have a couple minutes left. I, I just wanted to ask you, Catherine, uh, yeah, I'm always intrigued with this kind of programming. Uh, being from an older generation, we have this preconceived notion of what a library is. Could you speak to how this kind of programming really demonstrates where libraries are today in their mission? Absolutely. So the Dover Public Library's official mission statement is that we are here to inform, educate, and entertain. Among staff, our unofficial motto is that we are not your grandmother's library. You know, we recognize that we need to be more than just a bricks and mortar place. And you really see that with the programming that we do. Um, We really try to involve the community wherever possible in our uh, programming. And we really try to bring in things that will generate enthusiasm and interest. You know, we have this Maurice Sendak exhibition going on, and it has generated interest in his other books. It's generated interest in children's literature. You know, it's generated interest in drawing and illustration, um, in performing arts. It's really just touched on so many areas and really just, it's been fantastic to see um, just the uptick in interest in all of these different areas. You know, there's so much that the library does to serve the community. Yes, we have books, and we will always have books, but we are more than that, and I think that this exhibition demonstrates it. That's great. And, Ryan, for you, uh, 
the Biggs Museum has uh, amongst its collection of some great American illustrator uh, illustrators represented. Absolutely. Where, where does Maurice Sendak fit in that lexicon of right next illustrators? To um, this seemed uh, not only was this a great opportunity to create a new partnership with the Dover Public Library that hadn't existed before this, the sharing of exhibitions and program. Uh, and such an rich sort of offering and programs. But um, having Maurice Sendak at the, at the uh, Biggs Museum was it was a no-brainer. Um, the museum, uh, like so many Delaware institutions, really sort of uh, profits very heavily from uh, the the attention that we receive for an illustration collection. Um, so uh, at the Biggs, we uh, have a large collection of this guy, Frank Schoonover, who was a student of Howard Pyle. He himself was really well known as an illustrator in the first half of the 20th century of children's literature, um, cowboys and Indians, pirates, and all these sort of adventure stories. And so we have this huge collection, one of the largest in North America, and we are already interpreting children's literature and the imagery of children's literature from the entirety of the 20th century. So talking about Sendak was, uh, it was like coming home again. Mm-hmm. And where's Maurice Sendak in the realm of children's literature? He is... At the top. Yeah. You know, when I say that he really changed the genre of children's literature, I mean he really changed the genre of children's literature. You know, when Where the Wild Things Are first... He illustrated for long before that, but when Where the Wild Things first came out, um, it was not well received by the adult public. Um, Many adults thought, teachers, librarians, thought it was too scary. Um, And it was as... They noticed that children's children really, really enjoyed the book, um, that he really sort of started to take off. And it, it changed children's literature. You know, it became this thing where it's okay for children to be afraid. You know, it's okay to trust in your imagination. And it's, it's really just incredible, you know, what a huge influence he's had in children's literature. It just, I cannot say enough for it. Well, if people think Maurice Sendak is scary, they shouldn't be reading Grimm's fairy tales. <laughs> this, this is true. This is true. Well, I mean, it's just a, a, a really an incredible array of activities, uh, some really creative and innov- innovative ways of, of presenting Maurice Sendak and his work. Uh, again, the, the exhibition going on in Dover, Maurice Sendak, 50 Years, 50 Works, 50 Reasons, a retrospective exhibition, uh, primarily at the Biggs Museum and the Dover Public Library, uh, but also at some other venues, the the film coming up, uh, uh, I, I think on Lockerman Street, did I see that somewhere? Or? It's going to be in Lockerman Way Plaza, it's over Labor Great. Day weekend, it's going to be outdoors. Um, there is, yeah, so... Okay, great. So, again, doversendac.com for more information. Thank you, Ryan and Catherine. It's been a pleasure having you with us. Thank Thank you. you.